0: Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die, where my goal is to give you evidence that although our bodies will disappear, we survive physical death. When we aren't afraid of death, we are less afraid of life. From these episodes, I aim for all of us to take more risks in life, go after our dreams, have great relationships, and some fun in the process. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the book, We Don't Die a skeptic's discovery of life after death. And today on our show, I have the amazing Burge Smith Lyons. Burge is president and CEO of Essence of Being Incorporated. For more than 34 years, she has been involved with healing, learning, and educational environments. Burge has facilitated workshops for personal growth and corporate seminars since 1980, She has led private and public venues in self-development, relationships, and abundance for adults and children. She specializes in helping people identify their bubble talk, subconscious negative self-talk that blocks them from achieving what they want in life. Burge is distinguished by many modalities of learning she uses for personal growth and healing in her workshops. Her holistic mind-body-spirit approach includes conscious breathing, kinesiology, emotional release, energy release, psychotherapy, NLP, EFT, anger release work, channeling and super learning, accelerated learning techniques that activate both the left and the right brain. Burge is a motivational speaker and trainer, intuitive healer, family counselor and minister through the Universal Life Church and the Madonna Ministry. She is chairman and founder of the Healing Forest Foundation Incorporated. It is a non organization that focuses on experiential learning and the shifting of outdated belief systems that contribute to physical, mental, and emotional illness for children. So I'm excited to dive into finding out about all of that. So welcome to our show to Burge Smith Lyons. Hello, Burge.
1: Hello. Wow, Sandra. That sounds really uh, exciting. I'm like, I need to meet her. Yeah. And you know what? I bet there's more that you didn't even
0: put in that bio. Of course. Of course. You sound so. Enough about me. (laughs) Enough about you. Oh, no. I don't think so. This is all about you.
1: Okay. Um, Okay. Where
0: are you right now? I'm in Massachusetts, the United States. Where are you?
1: I am right at this moment in Atlanta. In Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. I was Mm -hmm. just in
0: Atlanta, Georgia. You we were. Yeah, Just
1: didn't know well, you were there. you didn't we're come by whatever. to see me. I know,
0: isn't that yeah, rude? Yeah,
1: that's, uh, that's where I hang my hat uh, rarely, but I um, try to stay here as much as I can.
0: Yeah, nice place uh, But I've been
1: to traveling be. the world doing my thing. So. That's awesome. Love I'm, to, yeah. I'm
0: really excited to learn more about you. But the first thing I ask is you have a different first name. I've never heard of a woman with the name Burge before. Is that your birth name that your parents gave you?
1: No, what happened? It's a long. It's not a long story at all. Yeah. Uh, my I was born with the name Deborah, and my maiden name was Burgess. So my best friend from seventh grade started calling me Burge, short for Burgess, and it stuck with me uh, all through my life, and it became my stage name, and then it became my real name, and so that's what I've always gone by. No one calls me by my other name, except uh, my one one brother, and that's it.
0: It's usually the family that does <laughs> that because that's what they know you of. Okay, well now now it makes sense. So I don't yeah. have to um have my little voice in my mind try to figure out should I ask you? Shouldn't I ask you? What's it about? Sure.
1: Isn't that funny? No, it is. Funny. Yeah, it's it's definitely a different name. But I I um I, when I do my workshops, I actually when we do uh I find that a lot of people change their names. Um, Because of different reasons, but I find that it has a different vibration, so that uh, when people call me Deborah, it just invokes a different uh, vibration than it does when I'm Burge. So, uh, like I said, most people, 99.9% of the people in my life call me Burge. So uh, when I do the workshops, I have people say both names when we're doing any kind of release work because it has a different vibration.
0: And we'll have to talk about a little bit more about that because I didn't um, mm-hmm. at one point know what that meant. Um, but you mentioned kinesiology in your list of uh, mm-hmm. th- things, and so we mm-hmm. can talk a little bit more about that because that's fascinating stuff, isn't it? Isn't it? So the first question, Virge, I I ask my guests is. Um, because this is we don 't die radio uh first of all, do you believe in life after death? of course, and the follow up question is why? Do, have you had any experiences or stories, or
1: oh um, my, yeah,
0: well, this is <laughs> yeah. store and and I know you're a presenter, so you know that stories are the thing that really make a difference you can preach all you want on a subject but when you start telling stories that's that's when they stick and that's when they become uh truth and reality so tell us if you don't mind i would love what goods do you have in this
1: area? well the thing about life after death okay so um i through my um I guess I was raised with a Presbyterian background as far as religion goes and spirituality, but I always knew that there was some other, uh, something else more than what I was learning through that type of um, uh, dogma or religion. Mm-hmm. And so I started uh, searching for other different types of belief systems around that, and then what I ha- what I found was that... Um Through all of the different personal development workshops that I've done and experienced and, and that I continue that I teach now, what I find is that a lot of people have um, past lives that I do past life therapy, I do past life trans, uh, regressions, not trans regressions, right. And the story that I'll tell about my own experience with this was, uh, I, I feel that all the time. I'm a, I'm an empath and I feel other people's energies and I feel different dimensions. And I didn't believe in this stuff either for the longest time. I was like, this, is this real or is this Memorex? You know, what is the deal here? Is yeah. this a real thing or not? I mean, this is, I'm making this up, right? But because I worked with thousands of people that have uh, similar experiences or that I can actually um, – bring in to my space people that have passed on i am not a me- i don't call myself a medium uh, because i don't deal necessarily with fourth dimension but i do deal with fifth dimension and beyond and how it all started for me was i was teaching workshops i was doing a lot of emotional release with people uh, past lives doing course in miracles native american ceremonies working with um, different types of modalities, quantum physics, Buckminster Fuller.
0: Wow.
1: Um, all different types of places. Okay, very eclectic. Right. Um, different uh, different thoughts, different new thoughts. Uh, of course, Law of Attraction, I've been working with for 100 million years. And thank goodness. A lot <laughs> wow, of you look young. I know, right? <laughs> it's because of all the energy work that I do. No, it, basically, I've... It's universal divine principles, right? So that we... Uh, I, I, I basically was a... Was a uh, I studied a lot with different masters and started creating um, my own experiences. But the thing that was more personal to me that came into my life uh, was... I, I've had a lot of death in my life. I've had a lot of people that have died around me. And I've always been one to... I always believed that thought creates reality, and I've always believed that uh, this is not the end, that we have other lifetimes, and we've always, there's there's something more than just this body that we live in. So, as I was teaching all of these things to children and adults, uh, one night, um, my, my father had passed away, and... Uh again, I've had a string of deaths. A lot of people have gone oh, through the veil. So my, yes. my dad passed away, and so I grieved, and I experienced all the emotional things that you experience around that. And then I did a ceremony, and this is a ceremony that I, that I offer people to do around death. Uh, it's called oh. a candle ceremony, and I did it myself. And what it is is you you light a white candle, and then you you evoke the name of the person who's passed and then you close your eyes you look, first you look at the candle and you see it starting to flicker and as soon as it starts flickering after you call their name you close your eyes and you just tell that person everything you wanted to tell them uh my dad died suddenly so i didn't feel complete uh he died of a heart attack so i wanted to tell him all these things That, you know, I missed him, I was upset with him, I was angry, I was, you know, is he okay? You know, all those things that I always wanted to share with him at that moment. So I I basically talked to him and then shared shared everything I wanted to say, and then I said, okay, is there anything you want to say to me? Well, then, at that moment, I felt this energy come inside of me that... Was kind of strange. I Mm -hmm. felt really uh, cold on the outside, but but burning up on the inside. Cold on the outside, hot on the inside. Right. And so I went. So I felt kind of weird. So I went over to the mirror and I looked in the mirror and I was seriously white as a ghost. I know why they say that. (laughs) Yes. Because all the blood had rushed out of my body. It looked like. So I was vibrating at that point and realized, oh my gosh, when I asked for him to talk to me I felt his presence and I was like okay this is not what I meant I didn't mean for you to come this is too, you know I I I know I didn't want this to happen so I laid down in the bed and I started with vibrating and then the next morning I had this peace and the serenity that I felt around his passing and I felt complete okay now now the candle so that's when I started channeling that's when uh, all of this information started coming through to me and I started owning it and practicing it and allowing it um, and I became uh, a trans channel.
0: Oh you need to talk about what that means.
1: Okay a trans there are different ways of channeling we're all channels we all channel information and we all bring in information from different uh, thoughts different dimensions different places uh, in different ways So a conscious channel is someone who, you know, have you ever said to somebody something that really was impactful and prophetic and perfect for that person, and they really needed to hear that at that moment? Yeah, and And usually
0: it's followed with, I don't know where that came
1: from. (laughs) Exactly. And then you look around and you go, where did that come from? Yes. uh I have no idea why I said that or what that was about. Right. So that's a conscious channel. Okay, but, but the more you do that, you can own it and say, okay, I trust it. I really trust that what I'm saying is perfect and for the highest good for whatever. So I, I totally trust that. So I do a lot of that in the workshops, but I don't trans-channel, okay? So trans-channel is a different way of channeling where you basically allow energy to come through and they speak in, uh, and I channel a, an energy called Shamanasta. And Shamanasta is a group of souls, and if you had talked to me about this, you know, a long time ago, I'd be saying you this woman's crazy. But <laughs> I didn't ask for this, you know. I was like, I didn't ask for this to happen, but I, but I, I allowed it because I thought, okay, if I can add value, sure, then I'll allow this to come through. If this is really going to add value. So a trans channel leaves their body, and another energy. It's not. It's not like a. Um, um, what do you call it when uh, when they take over your body? What's that called? It's not like a. a oh, I know possession. what you're talking about. It's not like. It's not any kind of stuff. It's not like possessed. possessed. No, it's not bad at all. Right. It's okay. Just, it's just energy and information and knowledge and experience and allowing that comes through, and I just speak in a different way. And I don't remember why. I basically. I don't remember any of it. So, uh, Oh, that's interesting.
0: I, so, so you really yeah, are I'm, out of there.
1: Yeah, I'm out. Now, I, what I've learned to do since then, because I've been doing this for so many years, I've learned how to uh, be here at the same time, but a lot of times I still leave so that I can get out of the way. Because a lot of times I still think, wow, why are they saying this? This is so strange. Why? You know, I start questioning it, but so mm-hmm. then I just leave again so that I can allow them to say whatever they need to say. So then I come back into my body, and there it is. So then we record it, and it, it's information that is very powerful, impactful, um, really just uh, it's a group of souls of teachers that um, have... It's it's not about saying what people should do or anything like that, but it's very uh, uh, empowering for people to hear certain things. So it's not like a medium where I go into... Uh, let me talk to your grandmother, you know, it's not exactly like
0: that. What was it like the first time, Burge, when you
1: It freaked me out.
0: Stepped out and you recorded it and you heard what you said?
1: I freaked out. I was like, are you kidding me? So my husband at the time, interestingly enough, uh, who's still my husband, but Oh, you made it sound
0: like, well, he (laughs) stepped out of the picture because you got a little (laughs) too weird.
1: (laughs) I know, right? Uh, And I, believe me, I'm a corporate America. I mean, this is I live this dual life, although I've merged them together, which is really, really cool. But like I said, I don't do the trans-channeling in uh, the workshops and the play shops and all the things that I do. I do that privately uh, for people. But um, he was studying uh, different dimensions, and he was studying all of these otherworldly kind of uh, modalities at the time. So he really helped me ground he's a grounding uh energy he has a he's really um is very firmly stuck on the ground on the planet on the earth and he helped me um learn how to to do this in a way that uh is easy for me to do so that's wild uh, and god love him for being like that you know um he was very you know um aware of certain things but he also he was learning just the same time i was right but he was open to learning more about that's it. that's great yeah so again that that to me was and, and then i asked questions or the people ask questions of shamanasa when we had the 2001 when we had nine eleven, i had a whole bunch of group of people come to find out why that happened you know and they give just different perspectives of why things are the way they are and what's happening in the world and what's happening with humankind and um, just very, uh, like I said, it, it just eases some angst and anxiety with people. Oftentimes is, they need some kind of support. Is like there
0: that. a general answer? I mean, I'm sure it's a big big picture of what's happening and why because there's some really brutal things going on on this planet and then 9-11 obviously was there's no words for it, but I hate to ask you to sum it up. What did they say was the reason, but is there anything you can say that can just shed a little bit of light to give us a little bit of understanding?
1: Wow. Um, it, I, that's a whole conversation in itself yeah. here. I mean, I, I wrote a whole um, article and, and almost a, a book around it because it was it made a lot of sense and it just gave a different perspective that if you believe that we all choose our reality and if you believe that we choose when we come here when we're born we also choose when we die right because we are conscious beings and we have a choice and the part of the the hard part to understand around anything like that is you know how could these people really choose to leave all at once that's just it's it's mind-blowing anyone no yeah why would anyone choose to have that happen to them? I mean, really, consciously, no one sits around and, and thinks See, that's, about that. That's a good idea. Leave them. our
0: families and everybody that loves us. And, right.
1: Yeah, let's right. all do it together. So, no. So they had a whole new perspective about, okay, look what happened since then and what was happening with, um, that. we may be getting off subject here, but there's a whole nother. Um, Uh, opening, if you will, or a vortex that's happening with uh, humankind right now, that we are morphing uh, into uh, another way of being. And unfortunately, because of the way human nature is or has been, um, you know, sometimes it takes a lot of tragedy and a lot of, if you notice, people come together during a tragedy.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. And so when you come together like that, it brings up the best in human nature. And what part of the reasoning behind a lot of the atrocities that are happening is it gives you a sense of um, a whole nother way of being so that people become more compassionate, they become more uh, connected, they become more open to finding new ways of being so that those kind of things don't happen again.
0: You know, it's interesting that you say that Burge, I was having a conversation with another guest not too long ago and trying to get a little bit of um, understanding about severe suffering, pain and suffering, you know, cause a lot of the stuff makes sense about uh, picking this life and the things that we're learning from it. But there is a degree of uh, pain and suffering that goes above all comprehension that I have and she said something very interesting about um, those times that a person suffers what it allows for how it allows for other people to rise and be compassionate and make a difference and so after we spoke I started thinking about when my dad died he was in excruciating pain he had cancer and you know, to be there with the doctor's visits and um, just everything. But when I'm and it was just after that conversation, I was looking back at who I became out of his suffering. Was a Sandra that I never knew existed, strong, mm. powerful, compassionate. Um, I, I'm not a mother. I'm still single at 48, um, but I had this like protective instinct. And when people ask me what am I most proud of in my life I actually say the time I was with dad before he died and I mean I was no superhuman but Mm -hmm. I got to see just the depth of my compassion and love that I didn't know existed so true or not it's just what you're saying now just sheds a little light about when severe tragedy happens the uprise of people It's it's pretty powerful, so thank you for sharing that. It's
1: very, it's very powerful, and it changes, it shifts the vibration of human nature and humankind. And the other thing I'm going to say about death, you just brought up something, when you are with someone who is passing away, um, I've been, uh, I call myself a transition coach as well, because I love births and i'm a doula so i i've been at many many births wow and the energy of coming into your into this world through birth is is, is so magical and powerful but it's the same energy when you leave it because i had been at quite a few passings of quite a few people leaving their bodies and going back into you know going uh back uh through the veil and they go back into the ocean of souls and so Uh, what the energy of that though is exactly the same interesting powerful yeah it's very interesting because i've been at both ends of the spectrum and everywhere in between and it's it's the same energy of coming and going and therefore i totally believe and i get messages all the time from different uh dimensions and different places where people um, rise to and go to and come from and so the fact that you did that with your dad is uh, is one of the most sacred works that anyone can do is bringing someone into the world and, ta- and helping someone wow. transition out. I,
0: I've never looked at it that way that it was actually a gift for me and out berge. of that burge came everything I'm up to now yep Wow.
1: Yep. Yeah. And that is something. Now, you some people believe that that's a contract that people have mm-hmm. when you're non-physical, that you have that kind of a contract when you become uh, physical. So, in that non-physical world, you create how you're going to come into the world. That you choose it at the time you're going to come in, and this is a lesson or a learning or something that you'd like to learn while you're here. I mean, I'm assuming that you believe in um, many lifetimes. I do. Yeah. And so it's really interesting how all of this, and again, this is uh, kind of woo-woo for a lot of people, and I don't go too far into this, but uh, in, in the play shops and the workshops that I do, but... The thing about um, coming in and choosing when you're coming and when you're leaving is um, it was described to me as we're all connected all the time and when you come into a body that you choose to come into at that moment then you can re-trigger or you have a cellular memory about these other times and that's a lot of people call that um uh deja vu or they call that uh cellular memory right. um and you have these triggers that affect you and so there's a lot of data and a lot of experience on that i've been involved with that absolutely prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is not our only life and this is not our only uh when you when you die you're you know it's there's more to it there is a spirit there is a soul there is something that that uh g- goes into the ocean of souls is the best way to describe I
0: it I love that expression the ocean of souls I haven't heard that either
1: Are well, we I'm, still our oh,
0: I know <laughs> I I love it you're you're Yeah I you know I think it's perfect cuz you're um you can talk more of a mainstream lingo and you got yeah. the woo-woo stuff, and, and it's yeah. interesting because where I was 15 years ago, I wasn't even open to this. I mean, there's a reason my book's subtitle is A Skeptic's Discovery of Life sure. After Death. I would have put you maybe in a category <laughs> of she's a little out there, you know, and oh, yeah. um, and I mean, I remember walking through bookstores and seeing some of the spiritual metaphysical sections and people in them. And I'm thinking, all these people need to get a life <laughs> that stuff. Yeah, you know, it's nuts. But Bye. one thing that really is attractive about I've got your bio right in front of me so I'm I'm looking at the words is when you talk about the bubble talk I think the skepticism for me was the the negative voice inside of my head that bought into what my parents had said and how you know when I grew up mediums and psychics and stuff that was all frauds and scams so
1: there there wasn't
0: even a, a possibility of being open to it because I I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that You know, all that stuff is junk. Like, that's not real. So it's fine. I feel that we're talking about it all now from mainstream to woo woo because um, sometimes just, you know, because I think for everybody, um, the skeptical mind will just pop up like, oh, you know, like I was buying into this lady for a little while. Oh, but she just said this. And, oh, I'm not, I'm not so sure. And just for us all to realize that we have this. This self talk that that's going on constantly. Well,
1: it, yeah, and, th- and if you can talk me, about that, yeah, I'll, let me tell you about the bubble talk of what if you can imagine a cartoon character um, that has a bubble above their head, mm-hmm. and this cartoon character has the bubble up there. That's what that's what they think. That's their unconscious belief system. Now they could be saying one thing like, "I want a red Mercedes," "I want a healthy relationship," right. uh, you know. I have these conscious thoughts. But their unconscious belief systems, or their bubble, uh, is, or their bubble talk, is something like, I don't deserve it,
0: I'm um, not good I'm enough, I'm not
1: I'm not good enough, uh-huh. I'm not worthy. All of those types of belief systems that we take on as our own, just like our genes are handed down from our physical genes are handed down, so are our, our emotional genes. So we have all of these belief systems that are handed through, handed down to us through our parents, through uh, religion, through TV, through culture, through our teachers. And they were handed down, and then they were handed down, and they were handed down. So we take them on as real. Right. And we take them on as saying, this is who we really are, but they're unconscious. So the kind of limiting beliefs that we have that can keep us in a place where we don't really want to be is, is that bubble talk is the the conscious parts of us uh, might be saying it's like driving a car it's like the the conscious part of us is pushing the gas and that's our desire that's what we want that's what we choose mm-hmm. we say we want a million dollars we want
0: right. to be happy
1: we want blah 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 and then the break is the resistance that is the belief that we can't have it it is the belief that we're not good enough and all those types of unconscious belief systems that run us so when you put your brake and your gas on at the same time
0: uh, that's, a, pro- that's a problem yeah
1: yeah well you get stuck and so what i what i why i work with children and adults doing this is i help people let go of the resistance or the break because we all know how to let go of our desire we all know how to settle we all know how to let go of what we really want right so I try to help people see there's another way to do it where they can actually let go of the break, not their desire. They can let go of their resistance or their bubble talk. And so I always say, what's in your bubble? You know. And what we do is we go to that unconscious belief system that runs people. So it's like if people do affirmations, I call them little lies we tell ourselves until they become true. Say that again. Affirmations are little lies that we tell ourselves until they
0: become oh little lies yeah it's (laughs) like yeah it's like smiling (laughs) for 30 seconds and you'll be happy or talking as if you uh already have something and then you become that you first have to identify what the i I, I, one would think yeah that if i want to be be powerful but I'm yet I'm not producing any results in my life and I'm shy and all this stuff. But I think I'm doing the best I can. You know, the first thing you'd have to do is identify those limiting negative beliefs.
1: Absolutely. Before you and can. Once you identif- right? once you identify them, now you could do something about it. That's why we bring it up to a conscious level. Right. So that if it's not serving you, then you can shift that and release those and bring in a new belief. And you start reframing that from every angle—spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical—and you say, "Okay, um, you know, I'm going to shift that belief because that's not mine anyway, and it's really not working for me. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take on a new belief." Is there like any example? Shoes.
0: Is there any example you can give us? And maybe that's too tough to do. To like, um, of, I mean, it's clear that if something's not working in our life. And we think we're doing all that we can. I don't think, I mean, it's it may not be clear, but it's possible that we have some negative self-talk going on. We've got the bubble talk that we're not aware of. But once you become aware of what it is, say you've got a, the bubble talk of I don't matter, how uh-huh. would you impact that on those different levels? Like you said physical.
1: <laughs> right. Our mind doesn't know the difference between an actual experience and the one that's imagined right so if you are saying if you find out if we dig down and we dig out uh, poke around with a stick and find out that your belief system is i don't matter
0: you know why i brought that up right because that's mine
1: yes. <laughs> i've identified it, it but it's not it always was. <laughs> it was your limiting belief it was so we speak the, in past mm-hmm. tense right that's right <laughs> so if your limiting belief has been um that you don't matter um, and also, I suspect I don't. I really don't know your background or anything. But part of you might be, the belief system is um, it, usually if you don't matter. It also you could have something of being unworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and single at 48, never being in a long-term blah, blah,
0: blah. relationship. Not
1: unwanted. that I'm asking. Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. Not so good enough. It's belief- all. It's all in there. Yeah. yeah. So it was all we, in there.
1: <laughs> once you've identified that bubble, and you say, okay, I'm unwanted or I don't matter and I'm not important, okay? Right. Um, and I'm unworthy. So what you do is you, uh, there's so many different techniques on how to change it. So the first part is you shift it to the positive, which sounds really simple and it is.
0: Like I do but matter. not so
1: easy. I am good Pardon? enough. I do matter. Yeah. I am good enough. Yes. And I am worthy. Affirmation And I'm wanted. Now, those are the affirmations. Now, what happens with those affirmations, there's a lot of different ways to allow them to um, consciously, you shift it. So that you, the the mental part of it is just a reframe. So one of the techniques I use is, you know, you can put whatever the affirmation is and you put it up on your mirror and you look at it every day and you cut up uh, little index cards. Have Mm -hmm. you heard this before? No. Okay, so you put a little index card up on your mirror. Let's say your new affirmation uh, or the new belief system that you want to take on as real is I am worthy, I am wanted, and I matter. Okay? Yeah. So you put that up on the mirror on an index card, and then you take another index card and you uh, cut it up into little squares. And then you put those little squares all over the place on your... um, uh, rear view mirror, on your computer, on your kitchen, uh, your refrigerator, on your TV, all the places that you might look at. And so what happens is your subconscious actually, when you see that little square, you say that affirmation to yourself. Interesting. So okay. it subconsciously brings it in over and over and over and over so that the uh, the unconscious you start reframing it, and it goes into that subconscious belief. So it becomes a, a pattern, a pattern interrupt that you can say to yourself, oh, I do matter. Oh, I am good enough. Oh, I am worthy. And you look at that. And every time you look at it, you say it to yourself. Birch, so it's a repatterning.
0: I want to just break in just for a second, just a little interruption. It's not a commercial break by any means, but for our listener, like I, so I still have my skeptic mind going on, and I can imagine somebody listening right now with, "What the heck does this have to do with life after death?" And what I want to say is, um, a big part of this show is evidence that life after death is real and I am all about empowering every single one of us to live the best life while we're here so this isn't a psychotherapy session on Sandra I would request if you're willing to be looking at your own life you might not have an I don't matter or I'm not worthy um, but you might have I'm unlovable or you might have something but just put yourself in the shoes of and listening from that point that we all do have something and by the end of this episode my goal is that you have a tool or two uh, in your toolbox that can really empower you because ultimately I and Burge want you to be living the life of your dreams so this isn't just listening on Sandra's psychotherapy (laughs) how's that sound (laughs) because it it is all all, because I want that moment you know birds we often hear that that moment when we close our eyes on earth the last time it's usually filled with fear filled with regret fear filled with i should have done this i shouldn't have said this and you know what would it be like to play full out and then that moment that we close our eyes here and open them up in the hereafter that you look back like yeah i went for it and it's these tools that you're talking about in distinguishing the bubble talk and um and going after what we want in life, I mean, this is the keys to the kingdom. So I'm just asking people if you're willing to play along and, you know, put yourself in, even though she's talking to me.
1: That's perfect. Okay, back to you. And and even though, and, and then some of you listening might say, well, I don't have any issues or I don't have... Uh, any belief systems that have stopped me and that might be true but some of these belief systems that we have heard are uh, and believe are embedded Mm. in our consciousness such as I'll give you an example blank is the root of all evil (laughs) money what's the answer right Uh, money doesn't grow on trees yeah Uh, that person is filthy rich okay so those consciousness, that I mean, everybody can fill in the blank. Right. So it's in our consciousness. So even though uh, we may feel like, you know, we have a pretty good life and we we had a great childhood and we had yeah. this and that and our beliefs are working for us, there's still that consciousness that's there that people tap into when we have adversity or when something happens to us. So I wanted to put that out there, too. Thank you. That, you know, what you hear when you're young, of course, there's these big people. And these big people tell us these things that we think are real and true. And so we take them on as beliefs that it's true about us. And so as soon as we identify, like you've done, Mm -hmm. identify that some of these beliefs really aren't working for us, then I'm giving you different techniques of how you can really shift them. And we do a lot of... Uh, emotional release, and we go to the trauma, or we go to the place where people have been before, um, where they felt unwanted, or they felt like they weren't good enough, and we move through that, so they break through it. So part of my chapter in the book that we're all in together (laughs) is break break down, break through, break free, and so many of us uh, grow through breakdown and the breakdown in a marriage is divorce right breakdown right. in health is being sick uh, breakdown in a job as you lose your job or or go bankrupt or a business right so people grow and learn and open up to more of that so um i really help people work through let's not do the breakdown as much as do the breakthrough and the break free mm-hmm. of of these belief systems and and again they could be coming from not just your uh, parents it could be other lifetimes these belief systems can go so far back that you have no clue why you believe the way you believe and what i always say is the most powerful force that we have is what we say to ourselves and believe so that's why we even bring up the bubble talk or bring up belief systems is because if you don't believe it it isn't going to happen right and our great, you know, our great, here's the thing. If, if we ever heard, i gonna go back to the rich part, because a lot of people have money. Uh, they, they, I speak to the abundance and prosperity part uh, a lot, because if you heard that rich people were bad or evil or always out for themselves or don't take, take care, you know, don't care about anybody else, then why would you want to become one of them? If rich people are takers, why would I want to be one of them? Right. That would mean I wouldn't be liked or loved and so that is a belief system that limits and blocks you from becoming who you really are who or what you really deserve what your birthright is Hmm. so yeah so the the the, it all kind of fits together about the emotional part of this the spiritual connection that we have um, reframing it on a mental level which will which will absolutely you start accumulating new evidence on a physical level, that you are wanted, Do you, you know, are
0: loved. It's interesting because somewhere on one of the courses I took, um, you know, I distinguished the I don't matter and I'm not good enough and all that stuff. And I actually had to list my successes on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Well, it took up three pieces of paper. And That's awesome. I'm looking and it's, it was I don't know if this is part of the reframing or not, or whatever you call it, but I'm like, there's no evidence that I don't matter, and there's tons of evidence that I do. And, that you um, make a difference. That right? I make a difference. And it's, for whatever reason, the bubble talk or the subconscious mind still wants to pull for the negative.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's because here's the, here's the difference. You could sit there and mentally uh, figure that out, mm-hmm. but if the if it's, most of this belief system is emotional, it is an emotional. it's in your body, it's in your uh, emotional body, in your spiritual body. So the mental body can understand it and go, "Well, that's silly. Of course, I make a difference. Look at all this. Yeah, look stuff. at all that. Look right. what I did." Yeah. So, but the emotional part, or the little girl, the little Sandra, or the little person inside of us that's the part that wants to be healed or wants to shift out of what they learned at such a young age and it's my belief that none of us really need to be healed because I feel like we all are perfect really just the way we are Mm -hmm. it's just that we've got that it's just somewhere along the line somewhere along the way whether this lifetime or another we forgot we forgot that we are innocent and loved and wanted and perfect and that we do make a difference, and we matter, and we are important.
0: Wow.
1: And Yeah, we just forgot. And so what I do is I just hold up a mirror and say, remember, remember you are. And that's part of why I created the Healing Forest Foundation, which is a Native American term. I like it. it. it, it, it what, what, the whole concept, real quick, is the Healing sure. Forest. If you take a sick tree out of a sick forest, and you nurture it, and you bring it back to health, and you stick it back into a sick forest, it's get it s- could get sick again. Yes. So what we tell people is, look, create a healing forest around you, a people of like mind, of conscious mind, that will remind you of how powerful you are, that will remind you of all the lessons, that won't let you buy into your own bull, you know, like uh, <laughs> go into your little yes. pity party, you know, that will, will hold you accountable to the magnificence of who you are. So that's, when you create a healing forest around you uh it it makes things a lot easier simpler and more connected in that way and so that's why I I created the healing forest. That. is that for children children and adults yes the healing forest foundation is a non-profit and what we do is we work with teenagers and children uh from six years to seventeen Six year olds to 17 year olds, and we help them with these philosophies and work through their self esteem and help them communicate better, help them trust uh, themselves more, trust their parents more. We give communication techniques to their parents so that they can uh, tell their truth and actually be heard both ways. So it's not just a one way communication. So uh, we open up a whole other uh, level for these children to really be empowered. And um, so I always kid around when I do my kids' workshops. I say I'm putting myself out of business because, yes. you know, uh, all the adults that come to me that do all the adult workshops, I call them play shops. Uh, That's you know, they <laughs> If we had learned all of this when we were young, just think of where we'd be.
0: Oh, but I really want to acknowledge you because where this is going, and I've even seen um, just, you know, one person, young or older, that gets it and then what they turn to do because um, like I was just having this picture if all of us could just spend one day without the judgment and with just living in I'm perfect just the way I am you know Mm -hmm. that would Free up so much of our time because I think we spend so much time either beating up on ourselves or Mm -hmm. we're in whatever going on in our brain that we've turned to the ice cream or we're watching TV or zoning out on the computer. But if we Mm -hmm. really got that we are perfect, just the way we are, I think a new power would arise. We'd get a heck of a lot more done. Um, I think freedom would be wonderful. Like I can't even imagine.
1: So that's well. Imagine it because it's, it's real possible. and really possible. Because on a daily basis, when I work with with people and the kids and the adults, it's like a, a newfound empowerment. And and I'll have teenagers and adults come up to me all the time. They say, "You saved my life," you know. And it's like, wow, uh, <clears throat> wow. Just be able to say that they shifted so much that now they have tools and a new experience and a new belief in themselves. And you know what? It's never too late to heal. It's never too late, and it's never too early. So to be able to really dive into that and be empowered and and know that, um, that you really do make a difference. And it's funny that you say that, because that is the most important thing that I offer people in any of the work that I do, is I really, really have a strong desire so to let them know that they make a difference in this world and to never give up on themselves uh-huh. because they matter and they're important. And without them, the world is a different place.
0: That's so true.
1: A, yeah. So, so my true. favorite story about this is uh, It's a Wonderful World. Uh, I mean, so it's a Wonderful Life, which is the Jimmy Stewart right. uh, Christmas film. And he realized his life. He thought his life really sucked. Mm -hmm. he thought you know everybody was would be better off if he hadn't been born and then what happened is he got to see the angel came down and showed him what the world would be like without him in the world and he got to see how much of a difference he really made in the world Mm -hmm. and not just to his own family but to the entire town the whole entire town changed because he wasn't there and so he got to live again and see really what a wonderful life he really had and how much he makes a difference. So it's one of my favorites.
0: It's great. And, you know, we often use a lot of people say if they could have one dream, what would it be? And they say peace on earth. And that all sounds kind of, oh, wouldn't that be nice? But impossible. And, you know, it's interesting because I have this sneaky suspicion that if we all lived, really lived knowing that we matter not having the negative judgments, uh, really living in love, Um, I think the natural expression for all of us would be, how can I serve? How can I make a difference with others? And if we all were spending our time, our free time, because I know we have to work and stuff, well, even our work can be, you know, finding our little niche of how we can make a difference with others. Number one, it feels phenomenal. You know that every time you, make a difference in somebody else's life um but also i think we could clean up the world pretty fast
1: uh, if we all got it i agree i agree uh, you know that's why that's why i do that's why i do what i do and i that's my mission <laughs> and that's my goal for being here and, and allowing all this and one of the, my favorite things i say is trust and allow and don't ask how trust i got to write that down. Trust and allow. Trust and allow. allow and don't ask how. Wow. Because so many of us are afraid to act or to uh, make a difference because wonder if I fail or wonder if uh, I'm judged or wonder if I can't do it. And I also say if I can't, I must. And so if you find yourself saying I can't very much, then say I must. Yeah. If that, I can't do it, I must do it. That's...
0: Um this may sound really silly but I have my high school reunion coming up 30 year cool. and everything cool. in my system is don't go. Why? <laughs> because I never lost the weight. I was big in high school, I'm big now. Uh-huh. I'm single, uh-huh. no kids. The I don't matters kicking in. Doesn't matter that I have a best selling book and a radio show and you know speak on stages. No nope. Because all the other stuff, and so, um a friend of mine just challenged me last night. He's just like, you know, when are you going to start listening to your own advice? And um he says the best thing you could possibly do if you were scared of anything is step into it. That's how you're going to grow.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's just like, if I oh. can't, I must. If I can't, I, I must. I'm like, oh, I'm going to I the reunion. If I can't, I must trust and allow and don't ask, cal honey. Just go. Go just to the, the reunion. That's funny. 90% of, of empowerment is just showing up. Oh,
0: that is so funny.
1: It's just show up because you never know. Never. What, you never know what is going to come out of the pre, It's called precession, P-R-E-C-E-S-S-I-O-N, precession. It's from Buckminster Fuller. What does that mean? And precession means the effect of bodies in motion on other bodies in motion. Oh. It's the effect of in motion. Uh, the effect of bodies in motion on, on other bodies in motion. As long as you're in motion, you have an effect. The minute you stand still, you have no effect. It's like when you throw a stone into the water. Mm-hmm. It's a body in motion, and it creates a ripple effect. Just like the moon and the and the earth yeah. are two bodies in motion, they affect each other. Right. And so. It's sort of when you, he, he describes it as the bee wakes up, you know, the bee goes for the nectar every day. It wakes up and goes nectar, 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 nectar. But the true purpose of that bee is not to go get the nectar. When you look at the grand scheme of things, the true purpose of that bee is to cross-pollinate. But the bee doesn't get up every morning and say, "Cross I'm, I'm going to go cross-pollinate today. It says nectar, 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 nectar. So it goes for the goal, and but it's creating a huge impact and a huge effect. So it may never know its true purpose. But Bucky said we're like that. We're like these little money bees and these love bees. We go for a goal, but we never really know what kind of effect we're having um, necessarily. Some of us may get to see the effect. But as long as we are moving and adding value, then the effect we have adds value.
0: I heard Mike Dooley um, say once about the law of attraction and he was saying so many people keep visualizing, visualizing their dreams coming true, whatever that is and of course nothing happens and he says you know you're you're wishing for the man of your life to show up but you're staying at home you know you're waiting for the pizza man you know who what's happening and he was saying just imagine setting our goals kind of like you just jumped into your car and you turn on your gps and you program where you want to go and he says all that's well and good but what do you have to do you have to start driving You have to get into action. You have to take actions correlated with that person you wish to become. And certainly if you get off course, what does the GPS do? Recalculate, you know, but along the journey, there's all kinds of gifts that come. There's all kinds of new adventure and you'll get put back on course. So it's just what you're saying to me is just the important thing is, is to take the action and and you just don't know the ripple effect.
1: Yeah, and if you don't move, if you don't have any kind of uh, movement, then you don't add any value. Right. Oh, so I as love long, that. As long as, you're adding, as long as you're moving, you're adding value. As long as what you're doing adds value, then your effect will add value. Yes. So that's what I mean by just showing up. If you just show up, you're going to add value. Well, just by the simple fact that you show up, yeah, you make a difference.
0: Well, even, even at the high school reunion um, example, I found out so many of the... I I didn't know too many people in high school. I was kind of a loner, had a couple of friends, but that's it. And there's this whole community on Facebook that I went to high school with that I really didn't know. And come to find out, um, one lady wrote to me today, she's heard every radio show I've have, which, you know, she spent almost two days listening, right? That's how many I have. And... Um, so many others have supported me with the book, have read my book, and everything I post, they share with the bits of inspiration. And I, I had no idea, and so like that goes right against my "I don't matter," right? It's like challenging that, right. and it's and so yeah, I'll go to the reunion.
1: Yeah, please do. Okay, thanks. listen, courage, courage. <laughs> eq- listen to this: courage equals commitment plus doubt plus action. Even so, when you have courage, you have the components that make up courage is you're committed, even though you have doubt, even though you have self-doubt and you're taking a risk, but you do it anyway. Right.
0: Thank you. And it's extremely inspiring. And it truly is only when we can, I think, step into our fears and do those things that are new and different, that we have new and different results.
1: Yeah, I see you meeting somebody really cool at your reunion. Okay, I'll keep you Actually. posted. Um,
0: Berge, <laughs> our time is coming to an end. I'm looking at the clock. Okay. I thought
1: where did that
0: happen? Um, is there any uh, we're going to get into how people can find out more about you and and what you do cuz you know, I'm I'm I want to know more. I'm dying to go to your website right now. Um, but is there anything else that you you need to say that you you skipped over or I mean, I know there's worlds of things you could say, but anything um that you missed that you just want to get out either by life after death or or something to get somebody on track today or we we might have covered it because we've got a lot but any final comments?
1: I'll just say, um, I'll say two things. One is the only failure is the failure to participate. So if you're afraid to fail, you already have. So I would say if there's something that you want to do in your life and you want to be in your life, And create. The only failure is the failure to participate. As long as you're participating, you're not failing because you're learning.
0: Wow. And the
1: other thing I want to say is what you focus on expands. So if you're focusing on creating what you want or you're focusing on the fear and losing and what risk you're taking, uh, just kind of notice what you focus on because it gets bigger and bigger and expands.
0: Good or bad. Right?
1: Pardon? Good or bad.
0: Exactly. If you look for evidence that somebody is the way yep. they are, you're yep. going to just keep on saying, you're going to find
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to yeah. So you can you can look at me, you can come to any of the workshops I'm doing anywhere around the world um and the one of the websites to go to or the best one is essenceofbeing.com. Okay. And that's essenceofbeing.com and you can check out my schedule and see where I'm going to be uh Cause I'm, I'm traveling all around the world. Next year, I'll be in Asia a lot and in wow. Canada. Uh, but U.S., I'll be in uh, off and on throughout next year. I haven't posted all of that, but essenceofbeing.com is the best way to reach me and bubbletalk.net.
0: Bubbletalk.net. And for our listener, too, if you go to We Don't Die Radio, you'll see a picture of Burge Smith Lyons and also the links that she just mentioned I will have as clickable links that you can click on um, and go right to her website. Burge, big gigantic hug kiss on the cheek yeah, just from a distance too. I can't
1: wait I want, to, I want to hear about your reunion oh my I gosh to, I definitely just, I'd love to have you come and play with me sometime I, I would, would so love
0: fun. to because we're just like-minded souls and yep. and there really is a huge piece of knowing that this life isn't it. There's a much bigger picture. Um, and I, I do believe that the we are these eternal souls having a human experience. You hear so much that there's ma- this magical, powerful realm in heaven that we're these divine souls, but we still must be those divine souls right here. So in order to have our dreams come true and and go after what we want in life. You just offer so many great tools to really wake us up to who we are, and I love that. So I'm really thrilled that we got to spend this time together.
1: Thank you. Sandra, thank you again. You as well, thank Yeah. You. And
0: um, for I usually like to leave with a quote, but I wrote down so many that you said. How about we go with trust and allow and don't ask how. I love that and also just remember to to stay in action um, and then there will be a result so thank you thank you thank you to our listener thank you for spending this time I hope it's brought a smile to your face and some insight into your life uh, and not just using the insight but maybe could you, and I will too, um, make an agreement to take some kind of an action? So as soon as we're done with this interview, I'm going to go sign up for that reunion. And I invite you to, to step into um, maybe a fear as well or, or some bit of courage. Take some action is what I'm asking. So this is Sandra Champlain. I've been your host on wedontdieradio.com. I do believe that life is an education for the soul. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we do matter and your life and mine are important so thanks for listening and we'll see you soon